I was a high school sophomore when I first encountered euphemisms. My language teacher, ironically a social science major, challenged the class to provide euphemisms in exchange for early dismissal. My classmates stated the obvious ones, vertically challenged instead of short, passed away instead of died, big-boned instead of obese or overweight. On the other hand, I answered unexpected love instead of rape. At that time, I felt good about coming up with such an unusual phrase. Nine years after that recitation in class, I realized that it's not okay to use euphemisms to describe rape. Rape is not unexpected love. It's a crime and nothing less. Using other words to describe it only undermines the victim's experiences and romanticizes the perpetrator. Since then, I have avoided using euphemisms in situations that are better said in truth. According to its etymology, euphemism came from the ancient Greek word euphemia, which means good omen or good news. It was only in 1793 that its current definition, the use of less distasteful words to describe unpleasant situations, came about. Since then, euphemisms have been widely used from novels, wars, public speeches, and persecutions throughout history. For instance, the Nazis called their plan in murdering 11 million European Jews as the final solution. No, it wasn't called genocide or mass murder despite killing almost 6 million Jews at the end of the Holocaust. At present, leaders still use euphemisms to hide scandals and controversies that negatively affect their branding. An example is Barack Obama. During the peak of the United States' military presence in Iraq and Syria, he avoided the word war in his speeches. He then used effort, campaign, and fight as substitutes as if deploying his men in these countries was an act of charity. Meanwhile, the Trump administration also had its trademark words, alternative facts and executive time. The former was used to describe a cabinet member's false statement in a particular speech, while the latter described Trump's leisure hours or undisclosed meetings with different state leaders. Around the same time when Trump was elected, the rights of another self-proclaimed strongman gave birth to new sets of political euphemisms in the Philippines. Victims of extrajudicial killings were referred to as 
collateral damage of the drug war. The president's Pisaya humor concealed his misogynist remarks, resulting in hasty generalizations to the Pisaya in general. The term isolated case downplayed police brutality. And the list grew in numbers, especially in this pandemic. A police general's health protocol violation was just a simple mananita. Recently, smuggled vaccines given to the presidential security group were only dubbed as tokens from some Chinese individuals. Just like the leaders mentioned earlier, the Duterte administration mastered the art of exploiting euphemisms in its political language to manipulate reality. George Orwell, a polemic journalist, said that political language is designed to make lies sound truthful and murder respectable and to give an appearance of solidity to pure wind. The administration's press briefings and media interviews best exemplify the statement. When the president or any of his cronies is under fire, the administration deliberately releases ambiguous, sometimes ridiculous statements to appear clean and competent. It masks its fear of truth with rhetoric coupled with dramatic publicity stunts. Regardless of criticisms, the administration's political language is still effective to most Filipinos. Recent surveys reveal that majority of Filipinos still trust the president amid all the controversies in the pandemic response, all thanks to his weekly nation addresses which promise false hopes, scripted in his trademark swearing and unnecessary rants to the opposition. The thing is, the administration's manipulative political language is here to stay. It's as systemic as the extrajudicial killings, violence against women, and red tagging it tolerated and normalized. Hence, as more controversies arise in the future, more euphemisms will be constructed to distract us from the truth. But by now, we should know better. We have to be even more skeptical with the information we're presented, especially this time when lies manipulated by those in power can be easily perceived as reality. Thank you for listening. This is Pag-usapan natin yan, sis.